Welcome to another episode of Correct Me If I'm Wrong. My name is Marcus, and I'm here with the lovely Candoria Lier. Hey, y'all. How's it going? And today we have a very special guest. We have the two-time Whippeal, two-time state and coach of the year, Coach Mike Warfield. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I appreciate you having me. Thanks. Thank no you. doubt. We yes. appreciate you coming. We definitely do. Now, what we want to do is we have a bit of background on you, Coach, and you're originally an Aliquippa native, correct? Absolutely. Born and raised. Uh, grew up on Lenmar until uh, I was about 22. Um, so absolutely, yes. Okay, Aliquippa guy. Now, coming up, did you play? Did you also play for? You play for the Little Quips as well? Yep, I came all the way through. Played for the Little Quips. Uh, then we uh, played junior high all the way through to high school, and then move on on to college. But yes, all the way through. Okay, and you're the, you're the class of? I graduated in 1987. 87, okay. Yeah. Now, when was the beginning? When did, when did the streak start? Or when did, as far as in the 80s, were you, were you on the first Whippeal uh, Championship team of the 80s? Um, actually, that's a sore spot, spot in my heart because uh, uh, my sophomore year uh, and junior year, 84 and 85, um, that was when Pudgy, Abercrombie, Vic Lay, um, they were winning, and then my my senior year, we was actually the team that stopped the streak because we didn't make the playoffs that year. We went seven two and one. Actually, oh. so, so, so it's hard to talk about at times. But uh, then the streak started again after us with uh, with Timmy Patrick and um, Sean Gilbert and Ty Longham came after us. So yeah, our I, I, I high school um, senior class where we sort of stopped the streak. So but. I'm a little still disappointed in that. But we did keep the streak going in basketball because we lost the state championship my senior year in basketball. But in football, we went 7-2-1, which is still unfortunate. <laughs> and see, I, I didn't even know that you were a basketball player. Yeah, Most of I've heard about you was just, you know, all football. football yeah, yeah I, I did. I did. I played both. Um, I started my senior year. I started both. Um, so, yeah, we were a pretty good team. We had Lee Cobb and Willie Lindsay was a freshman, but he started for us. Um, wow. Mark Gilbert, Sean Gilbert, Tyrone Steels, myself. So we was pretty loaded um, my senior yeah. year. We yeah, that's a, that's a pretty we tough lineup. Yeah, we were tough. We went, we won the Whippeal, and then we lost in the state championship um, that year. So that was a long bus ride home. Now, some of the guys that I've talked to recently uh, over the last few weeks, they put you top three best quarterbacks to ever suit up for the Quips. Um, I don't know about that because, uh, I mean, there's a lot, you know, because I, I coached the Alacopa, you know, off and on, depending on what my my schedule would permit. Uh, so I've seen a lot of good quarterbacks come through. But um, the one and only that I always say is the best, I would say, and that we, that's disputed, but it's not disputed by me, is Vic Lay. Um, he, he was also in the top three. Yeah, he was sort of my idol, uh, someone I looked up to, someone I respected, someone taught me a lot on how to be a leader. Um, so I still respect him to this day. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a lot came through. I know I was away at college. Um, there were some guys that come after me, so I really didn't get them see them play as some of the ones that I coached. I mean, we had Marcus Council. But I, I tell you what, I mean, even uh, – uh, I mean, as far as number-wise, Eli Kasanovich has to be up there as far as number-wise as the – you know, as far as number-wise, the best as far as the number-wise. But uh, we had this guy, young guy right now, uh, Little Cheese, uh, Quentin Good. Mm-hmm. When he's finished, he's just a sophomore, and he's not done growing. I mean, his he wears a thirteen, and his hands are big as mine, and I'm six five, six six. So he's not done. Wow. And, it, and you know the things that you know my offensive coordinator, 
allows him to do as far as calling two plays. Another, we're doing things like sort of on the college level, which is mm-hmm. so impressive for a young that a young a guy that young of age um, and not having that much experience. So, I'm looking forward to see him develop uh, coming up these next few years. It's going to be impressive. I agree with that. Now, um, I know we're talking about about the quarterbacks here, but the the previous quarterbacks in yours, how do you think they would have fared in your offense? I, I think they would have fared well. I mean, we were limited uh, just based on philosophy. Um, I think Cozy had a philosophy of run the ball, and I sort of understand that to a degree. Um, but at a, at a school our size as Aliquippa, I truly believe that I can't coach based on my philosophy, meaning this is the way I want to – this is what I want to run when I want to run it. I don't care if it works or not. I have to uh, sort of coach based on my talent. Uh, so my talent says mm-hmm. we've got a lot of athleticism on our side. Well, we, we'll throw the ball a little bit more. Um, but when my talent tells me we don't have that, um, that those athletes or the talent to do a spread offense, we'll go back to running the ball. Um, so I think uh, a lot of coaches get caught up in their philosophy and want to coach just based on the philosophy. When at a school, a one school, you really have to base on your talent. And that's what you try to do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because I've talked to some former players and, you know, of course the coach was coach Bianic before you were. And, uh, you know, some of the guys would get frustrated, like, man, it's third and eight uh, on uh, inside our own 15. And we run in the draw instead of airing the ball out. You right. know, so I, I did hear some guys having some grievances about the play calling from that era. Uh, right. Now, now I, I don't know if you touched, is there, are there any guys, any quarterbacks who remind you of yourself? Um, there was, uh, Marcus Council. He, I mean, uh, he reminded me a lot of me. I mean, in the statue, uh, as uh, far as his body, body weight and body size, his arm strength. Uh, so, so Marcus probably remind me the most, uh, of myself. Uh, I know he has a son coming up who will be in ninth grade next year, who I'm looking for good things for, uh, in the future. Um, and he reminds me a lot of myself too. I mean, and- and you've done some have you've done some work with him, correct? Yes, yes. We okay. always and our quarterback coach now is actually because I, I try to, you know, let my coaches coach and I try to make sure everything else is being running smooth. So our quarterback coach now is actually uh, Maurice Carey and he does a tremendous job uh, with the quarterback. So um, you know, from Eli um to um not to, to Cheese, uh, <laughs> from Vaughn in between. And so uh, he does a tremendous job, and I appreciate his efforts. Okay, now now we'll go into into your college days. Where, how heavily were you recruited coming out after your senior year? Um, actually, my senior year, I I, I broke my collarbone. The oh, that's tragic. Um, so yeah, I thought it was at the time. So I missed like four games. And that's so it. I, I missed four games. Yeah, I, I had to get back out there. wow really i mean that's a really quick recovery time for a broken collarbone i i had i had to get back out there i I, you know i knew that this was an opportunity for me to you know to go move on to college and i really wanted it so um i came back i missed like four games came back so i wasn't heavily heavily recruited i did have some some offers i actually had signed with james madison me and my offensive coordinator one of my best friends in high school we actually signed on the same day to go to James Madison, but I backed out um, because uh, I would have had to go to a prep school, uh, Fort Union. I, I don't think I was quite ready for that, 
Right. Mm-hmm. Time coach Anessa uh, got me in contact or got in contact with uh, Catawba College, which mm-hmm. the quarterback coach at the time was J.D. Haglin. And J.D. Haglin uh, was from Freedom, a real good quarterback in his day, played at Clemson. And he came and I, I, he told me some honest truths that I, I really didn't want to hear at the time. But you need you too slow. You need to work harder. You need to get bigger. So I felt, you know, the the I, I wasn't feeling him initially. But I took they flew me down there. I took a visit and I fell in love with it. It's a it's a smaller school, um, but I always say bigger isn't always better. And mm-hmm. for me, I needed that small uh, campus atmosphere where I could get that individual attention. Um, both, you know, physically to get um, bigger and stronger and, and also academically to grow as well. And I really think that changed my life. And even to the day, um, me and Coach Hag, uh, he's like a father to me. Um, you know, I speak to him um, almost once a month. So um, that that was my journey to college. Because that, you know, like I said, lo- looking over some of your college, I'm seeing that you were just inducted into – the Catawba, that's how you say it again, Catawba? Catawba. Yes. You were, indu- you were inducted into their Hall of Fame in 2005. Yes. yes. How big How big was that for you? Um, That was important. Um, it, it goes to show that, you know, if you continuously work, you know, the ups and downs. And even while I was in college, I tore my knee up and I told the kids this one day. I tore my, knee, I tore my shoulder up my senior year in high school, my junior year in college against Appalachian State. I tore my ACL. So I had this, I thought I was really going places. You had teams coming in because I had, I was 6'5". I had the size and I had a really strong guard. Um, but I tear my knee up and then that sort of goes away to a degree. Um, so um, uh, I had some, I had some, uh, some impressive stats at the time. I know some of the records are broken, um, but it's funny because I just went down there to visit briefly and I, I went through and saw, you know, the Hall of Fame thing. They got a little Hall of fame presentation and got to see it uh and actually one of my best friends in college is not a head coach there um, oh that's yeah. Awesome. yeah that is pretty dope yeah so yeah so i'm looking looking i i don't know how many of these have been broken or where where you align with these numbers now but uh 87 through 89 so you, you didn't play in 90 i didn't or is play. that when you tore your knee up i tore my knee up my junior year so that have been what uh 87 88 80, 89 Okay. Yeah, because yeah. it got you 87 and 90. It doesn't have 90, then back again in 91. Yes, yes. Okay. And second second in all time, career passing with 6,923 yards. That's impressive. Yes. And do yes. you know, you still are you still second in that or you don't? I, I'm not sure. I don't keep up with it. But it, it's funny, one of my other good friends, when I got there, and I tell kids all the time, and that's something we could talk about later as far as us doing better. I mean, our kids are going to school, but we're not staying is that um, my best friend was, when I got there, I was like the A-string quarterback mm-hmm. way in. And it was tough at first. My One of my best friends in school, he played in Canada, was the quarterback prior to me. And I sort of, you know, moved into the side and they moved into receiver. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it was, um, I had I had some good years. I, I think when I, my sophomore year, we made the playoffs for the first time in forever. And it was tough initially because coming from out of Cooper, you're so used to winning. And right. you, you're used to having that winning dish. Everybody take it so serious. It took me time to adjust, or, or as I put it, I, I had to make them adjust to me that this was serious to me. You know, yeah. losing ain't an option. So slowly but surely, it, it started changing. People started getting the same attitude or mind frame as as me, and, and we got better. Yeah, I, uh, my brother has a similar story today. My brother Pat Pettis, shout out to him. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, 
he played football in Aliquippa 10th through 12th grade, transferred from Hopewell and came to Aliquippa. And, he, and, you know, they did pretty well there, but he ended up going to Clarion mm-hmm. for college. Mm-hmm. And I think, I believe they won one game. Mm-hmm. So the, the culture up there wasn't winning. But him coming from Aliquippa, he's so used to winning. And, you know, he say they go in the locker room and they getting killed, you know, down 21 nothing, And right. people in the locker room laughing and joking. Yeah. And, he's, and he pissed off. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So he he getting in people's faces, and now he's saying they trying to label me a cancer because yeah. I'm getting in my he's teammates. Upset he's, he's upset losing. that they losing, right. but everybody right. else is a joke to them. So I right. do kind of understand what you're saying as far as when you come from a winning mentality and then you go to something that's not so great, how it could be really hard to adjust to something like that? Yeah, it, it, it was initially. Um, I know my first year – we didn't do well. Um, I didn't start initially. I started probably like the second or third game after that, and I started ever since. Um, so it took time for people to understand or, or see my work ethic. If you got one of the best guys on the team at that time, and, and that guy's the hardest worker, that's, that usually pulls everybody along. Um, so um, we had a real uh, strict coach uh, who didn't take no mess, which was also helpful. Um, so it, it took a little time, but the culture changed, and, you know, I, I met so – some of my best friends till this day I met in college and I tell anyone those are your probably your best times of your life um, yeah I'm very yeah. you know yeah that's what most that's what most people say college that's where they meet their lifelong friends mm-hmm. when they get to college but yeah. I'm, I'm also looking you know SA, SAC freshman of the year I mean I know that had to feel good you know as a freshman you know yeah, to be I, the freshman of the year yeah it, it was I, I think it, I started where you know there wasn't a lot of success um, coming from Catawba at the time when I got there. Um, and then once we started playing, once we, you know, our teammates got together um, and, and just continued to work, you know, winning brings on, you know, those outside things, which as far as awards are concerned. But, yeah, I, I had some good awards and, you know, good memories. Um, but most importantly, you know, I, I'm so – without that degree from Catawba, you know, I don't know – where exactly I would be. So um, I'm very appreciative of, of you know, all the people, even like some of my advisors there, Dr. Bullock, Edith Bullock, who was a sweet, sweet lady who I still keep in contact with. Um, um, so Catawba like sort of shaped me and molded me and let me know it's more too. I love Aliquippa. I always want to be in Aliquippa, but it's a lot more than Aliquippa in this world. And some of our kids need to experience those things to expand their, their minds and their goals. I'll definitely agree with that. Now, now after coming out of college, you get your degree because you never really initially wanted to go into coaching, correct? No, coaching was a thing that, you know, <laughs> that, I, you know, I had thought about. I did want to, one thing I did want to do is get into law enforcement. Um, that was one of all my, one of my goals for, you know, just, I don't know why, but that was something I just wanted to do. But coaching wasn't something that I, you know, I had thought about. I, I could have had many, many opportunities to get in, into coaching um, because a lot of my friends were into coaching at high levels, and I could have, you know, did that coming out of college for sure. But um, I just wasn't, I'm, you know, at that particular time, wasn't excited about coaching. Okay. Yeah, because I see now, did you get, when did you become the state trooper? I became, I, uh, I went to the State Police Academy in 1993. Okay, 93. And you did that for uh, about 20, 25 years around that? Yeah, 25 years, yes. Okay. And then we can fast forward a little to 
2019 where you became law enforcement coordinator for the U.S. Attorney's Office of the Western District? Yes, I retired from the state police in September of 2018. And uh, Scott Brady was the U.S. attorney at the time. He was appointed by uh, President Trump. And me and Scott had worked previous cases because um, out of my 25 years with the state police, 20 of those years I spent um, with the DEA. Uh, so a lot of things that I did went through the federal court system. So I got to know Scott pretty well. Then once he became the U.S. attorney, um, he wanted to hire me as the LEC, they call it the law enforcement coordinator, um, which um, it, it took place in um, November 2019. Okay. Now, I'm sorry, just to backtrack really quickly. Now, you said you, you, you did start, uh, you went to the academy in 93. Yes. But I also was looking on here to say that you play prof professionally for the Hamburg Silver Eagles? Yes. I went, I had, went and tried, after I uh, graduated college, I went and tried out for arena team in Charlotte. And I'll never forget, Mr. Thornton had actually gave me a, a buddy pass. So I went to Charlotte and tried out for the Charlotte Hornet. I mean, uh, I forget the name of the Charlotte Arena team. And the, uh, there was an international league coaches there. Um, they was trying to start up a, 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 a league in, in, in Germany. Uh, so they gave me a call. I took it. And I left here in February of two, February of ninety. February of 93, um, okay. I went to Hamburg, Germany. I played over there for like three or four months, and I actually broke my wrist there. It was mm. because I took the state police um, test right before I left. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like I talked to my mom one, one week, hey, you passed your test. Uh, um, well, mom can't come back, still under contract here. So the next week, I break my wrist, and I said, oh, that's a sign. So I asked them, hey, if, if, if you don't pay my rest of my money, um, can I leave? And they said, yes. So I came back. Um, I actually took the state police like interview with a cast on my wrist. So huh. that's the sequence there. Okay. All right. That's pretty cool. Now, now let's go ahead and start getting into your coaching career. Yes. Now you, you start is central Valley, your first, cause you were the quarterbacks coach at central Valley. Yes. Prior to that, they'll be based on my schedule. Um, I, I did start wanting to get more into coaching, but my schedule pro prohibited it at times. Um, so, but when schedule permitted, um, I did coach under Coach Z uh, like three or four different times. Um, hmm. actually, coach Z actually hired me at one point um, as the junior high head coach. Um, I, I don't have the years in front of me, um, but I probably coached the Alacoba maybe three on three or four different occasions. And one one occasion, I was actually the junior high head coach. That I did not know. I, I did not know that. Uh, okay. So you, you did coach under Z for a little bit. And then you, after you do that, how did you get the call as far as coaching for Central Valley? Um, it was actually around because my son, well, my kids, all my kids, school district is Central Valley. And it was, I had stopped coaching. And then I just got a call um, from Mark asking me, you know, to be the, uh, be the quarterback's coach. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Because at the time my son was coming up, I wasn't sure if he was going to play or not. Um, so I took the job and I tell you, you know, Mark has taught me so much. Um, you know, the first person, one of the first people I called when I got the, the Alacopa job was him uh, because I've learned so much from his system and the things that he do and the way that he does it, um, that um, he has been a big part of, I think, my success as far as a head coach. Okay. Now you say you do have a son that, that played football as well. No, he, did, he never played football. Oh, he didn't play? Okay. He played as a, um, as a young kid. 
Um, but once he started, you know, getting older and getting taller, he just he just plays basketball. He he's at liberty right now. Okay, now did did you ever have to? Did he ever try to coax you to to allow him to come play for Alaquiva? No. <laughs> because you know a lot of kids would be like that it's yeah. like you know i want to go they I, win i want to play for yeah, yeah because because my son you know my son is a little younger he's he's right. in fourth grade but it was we talked about maybe him going to Ambridge. right this, this is credit to the mentality of aliquippa i mean him being in fourth grade and and saying hey you might go to Ambridge this year he, the first thing he said is uh I want to play for a winner, though, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So that that just goes to show you how how early the mentality of winning absolutely is in, instilled in these kids yeah. and how quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's and it's totally. And I think it was a combination of uh, he has a mother too, who's from Beaver Falls. So, uh, okay. <laughs> so he wanted to go to Beaver Falls, and I wanted him to go to Alacoma. So he was stuck in the middle. So he just stayed here. So hey, that's probably that the best. Yeah, that's yeah. probably the best thing for him. You know, I just, I'll just stick in the middle. <laughs> so how, now, how long were you were you quarterback coach there at Central Valley? Uh, three years. It three was years. I think uh, Jordan Whitehead senior year. The year uh, we actually went to the state championship. Uh, Jordan senior. Year. That was my first year there. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I learned a lot there. Okay, so now you do your three years there. Mm -hmm. uh, are there rumors at the at the time that they're going to replace Coach Z, or yeah. like how how did you start getting how, how did your antenna start getting raised about the Alcoba job? Um, there have been rumors going on that you know I can't remember exactly what uh, the details, no details, but just that I think this the rumor was that this was going to be his last year. Um, that have been the year, the 2017 year. This is going to be the last year they wasn't going to renew his contract. Um, so that that just kept building. And you know, as time went on, you know, it became true. And it was a thing where you know, initially I didn't think about it, and then at, you know, a couple people asked me about it. Hey, Mike, why don't you put in? You'd be good for the kids. Um, and, and I started thinking about it more and more. Uh, so I, I decided to do it, and you know, went through the process. Okay. Yeah, because I, I had saw, um, I had read an article, I believe, that said, you know, you really weren't thinking too much about it. And then you had some friends, you know, calling you, texting you, hey, man, you should really consider taking this job, yes. you know. And I guess, so what, was that the, what was the final straw for you to be like, you know, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take it? Uh, it was just, you know, the, the, the people, the different people that I trust and love uh, coming, you know, telling me, hey, Mike, you, you should do it. And then, you know, just getting the okay from my wife and really, you know, the blessing from my kids um, really, you know, pushed me over. Okay, let, let's try it. Let's try it. And then um, that's what happened. I put in for it. You know, you know, if I do something, I'm the type, I'm going to go all in on it. And, uh, you know, I tried to go all in as far as the interview, what I thought, what needed to be done, what could be better, what mm -hmm. could be improved on uh, as far as the program itself. Um, so um, that's what I did. And fortunately, I, I got the job. So, so what were your expectations initially when you first took the position? The, my expectation, I think I put it in a letter. I wrote several letters to the board, um, even to the, the, the faculty, is that my expectation was really nothing concerning on the field activities. Uh, okay. Because I truly believe in it, it, is, it is proven to be no matter who the coach was, is, or will be after me, Quip's going to win. Um, so my expectation is try to get that same uh, attitude, that winning that we have on the field, off the field. Because I tell you what, some mm -hmm. we're winning like heck on the field, but you know at times we're struggling off the field. We're losing, 
and right. just be honest. Right. And you know, we have kids going to school, and I'm kicking myself now, trying to come up ways that we're having kids go to school, but they're not staying. And mm. what can I do better? You know, when, every time there's an issue, typically society try to look outside to find where the problem lies. Um, I, you know, I've been fortunate to have the mindset where, you know, soon something arises, I'm, I'm like, how can I change it? How can I help? Right, mm-hmm. right. So that's what, what I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. How can I help these kids stay in school? Um, it's not just good enough not to go. It's not good enough to get the offers. Want to graduate. It's, that's where the mindset, like, has to be. Nothing. Right. Now, the perception is what the last regime was, once these kids are done with football, the coaches pretty much don't care anymore. Um, that was the perception, and um, you know I, I can't speak on that. What what I can do is speak on uh, the things I'm dealing with. Relative because it, it seems it seems that you are like it seems like every you know the community loves you, and and like you were saying, you're trying to figure out a way how to keep these kids in school. So just by you saying that, you know, even even off the field, it seems like the culture is definitely changing. Yeah, right. You and know what I mean? Yeah, we're definitely trying, but but even. And that's a that's a great question, Marcus, because even like now, like like since I started, and I call it the the August May syndrome, and it's t- really for our seniors, is that you know they come in in August, big head, ready for the season, senior year, and then a lot of us in May, where you going? I don't know. <laughs> all right, you, you know what I mean. And, and I'm yeah. trying to change that, and I'm, I have a list right here in front of me of all our seniors that I'm trying to get in school no matter where it would, may be mm-hmm. to get them opportunities. If it's not school, I know one kid want to go trade. Um, uh, I just met with the steam fitters union on this past Saturday. So they won't come in and talk to the kids um, about the steam fitters unions that need minorities. Um, See, even so- that do you, even you reaching out and doing something like that is awesome. Right. Cause I don't think that's something they didn't, that they weren't doing that when we was in school. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. But I, so it, it was it comes from I think because I see myself in them and I wasn't the best athlete, you know, I wasn't the smartest. Um, so I, I see a lot of them in me that you don't have to be that if you just continuously work hard. And, and another thing, my my high school coach, Don Yanessa, um, when I came home for college one time in the summer, I called him, he got me a job. So he was always there. And I always say it's it's more important on occasions to be a father figure is just as important to be mm-hmm. a father figure than to be a father. And um, I, I was going to talk about that yeah. as well. That was also in the notes of how you're such a father figure to, to some of these kids, because, you know, growing up in a kind of, in a community that we grow up in, everybody doesn't have that in the household. Right. That's you know, true. so, so when they come to you, you know, for the, what, six, seven months, you know, for football season, they kind of get a glimpse of, you know, what, what it's, it's like, like to have, to have a, a man that actually cares about right. me and wants to see me, you right. know, going in the right Succeed. direction. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go I, ahead. Yeah. I try to make sure they understand that. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. And, and I say this all the time is that between four and seven practice is going to be uncomfortable. Um, I'm t- and, and how um, we treat you, um, how they talk to you at times between four and seven, that's you as a football player. And I can't teach you as a football player. I got to push you just like I pushed my son. Right. 701, I love you like a son. 
and that's and and and, and it doesn't roll over to how I'll treat you as a football player is not how I feel about you as a person. Uh, so a lot of times coaches get that twisted and kids get confused that, well, he don't like me on the football field, so he don't like me as a person. No, it's two separate things. And yeah. I just want the kids understand, you know, how we go about our things, our business between four, four and seven is not how we feel about you as people. Mm-hmm. But I can see how that would be a little difficult for some teenagers to try to Right. You know, decipher that, you know, like especially you say, if you're not used to guidance, you know what I mean? Right, a lot right. of them ain't used to somebody telling them what to do or, you know what I mean, literally have just having take... structure. Right. You know? exactly. exactly. But but again, football, sports in itself are supposed to bring that kind of structure to to an extent. But when you have somebody who actually cares about what you're doing and all of that stuff, it just, you know, make it should make the kids feel a little bit better. Right. You right. know, and so I, I, and how you treat kids, not not just the stars. Uh, every kid on the team has my number uh, from the youngest and the smallest and uh, ninth grader to the, the superstar 12th grader. And I want every kid to feel that they can approach me at any time about anything. My phone is always on. I just think, um, and, and, and I try to make that far as my, my assistant coaches as well, is that, you know, we got to make our kids feel, uh, you know, that they could come to us about anything because we might be the only people they might feel comfortable with talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. So, my, my, I mean, I, you know, some of the, you know, sometimes I hate sitting in my garage because it's like every time I sit in the garage, I get that call that I don't want and it's something not good. Um, yeah. Um, you know, but my phone is always on and I make sure they understand that. But um, it, it's tough love at the same time. Um, I, I'm brutally honest with them um, because I think kids need to hear honesty. Um, and then, you know, I, I think kids need to understand that it's okay to struggle. It's okay. But in the midst of that, you got to enjoy your struggle. I think too often kids don't know how to struggle. So when times get tough, they, they give up, yeah, or, they give up. or they take the shortcut. Mm-hmm. If you're not enjoying your struggle, you're going to try to take a shortcut and that's just going to lead to more trouble. So that is what, true. It's okay to struggle and, and, and you got to enjoy it. Yeah. And you know, I never looked at it like that, you know, because yeah. when I'm struggling, I'm like, I do not enjoy this. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> but I do understand what you're saying. You know, if you're struggling, you're able to make it out your struggle, then the success will be that much sweeter. And a lot of times that struggle make you who you are. That's a you fact. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely a fact. And, and Marcus and, and Candoria, people don't notice about me. And I split in one of my pregame speeches and the coach asked me, man, Mike, why you say that? I explained to him when I got on the state police, at one point I had got arrested. I was at a party, got into an altercation, and they arrested me for like assault. And they say, Mike, why did you tell them that? Because I want our kids to understand I'm not perfect. Right. They can relate. Society tells you you have to be perfect. You made one small mistake. Your life is over. It's over. It's done. You might as well give up, go on the streets. No. I made a mistake. But if you put your head down, accept it, and move on and keep working, something positive is going to come in your life. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to know, here's a guy they probably look up to. Wow, he you know, he got in trouble before? Because most people don't know that. Right. Right. So right. I'm not ashamed to say it because it was a struggle. And I just had my daughter, and I, they took my gun and badge, so I had to go work at Sears and sell paint. And mm. I got my job back. You know what now I mean? I'm sure that, I'm sure I, that was somewhat humbling. It, it, it was absolutely, but I want our kids to understand that you could fall, make a mistake, and get back up, keep working, and it's going to work out. Right, right, right. So you took over for Coach Z in 2018. 
Now going in, going into that season, you know, because a lot of people say, you know, that team was just destined to win states. Was that your expectation for I, that season? I, I think every year is. Um, okay. But okay. once I took the job, um, I mean, that's the expectations here. I mean, okay. Like, like you know, we 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 play to win, and the community is not going to allow you to have less expectations. So you might as well accept it and deal with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. So you, 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 you win Whitfields, you win States your very first year. Now my question, and like you said, the, the community will not allow subpar competition. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just, they're just not going to go for it. So already there's a lot of pressure just putting on the red and black because you are supposed to win. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, how much pressure is it on not just the kids, but on you and the coaching staff, as far as being that first team that doesn't make it to the Whippeo Championship? Because what, 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 this was 15 years in a row? Yeah, I think it was 14. It's 14? 14, and yeah. not a lot of schools can say that, no, you know? Right, right, right. right. But, so uh, how, what, what is that pressure like to I – mean, I, I'm sure you don't really think about it, but maybe it's in the back of your mind of what if we're the first team that, don't, that breaks this 14-year streak? Right. I, I, I really don't think about it, but it does pop up every so often. I remember my first year I took the job, I was meeting with some gentlemen and, you know, trying to raise money and, you know, they was going to help me raise money. And, and then uh, one gentleman said, well, by the way, and what he meant by that was, you better win. Pretty much. That's the first time that that really hit me like, okay, I, I get it. Um, but being from here, I understand it. And I accept it, and that's the way it should be. I think that's what separates us um, right. from all the rest. Um, so um, I don't. I, I always say that preparation eliminates worry. It's like studying for a test. If you study enough and you know the material, you should do well. Right. Um, so, so I think preparation. I think we try to outwork and prepare. Um, and, and I tell you what, and I say this all the time, my coaching staff. And really, if you look at my coaching staff compared to Z's coaching staff, it ain't too much different. Mm-hmm. I, I know this is that I don't know everything. And I know the guys were winning. Um, and the foundation of the program, I think, is the assistant coaches. Um, you look at Pete Short. You look at Bashan Patrick. You look at Jaleel. You look at Shelton Colbert. You look like Millie Akins. Um, you look at Bob Kroger, who we just um, hired. Mm-hmm. Um, Maurice Smith. Um, and they're all, for the most part, they're all Alcuba guys. Great Gill. And they all all have degrees. Right, right. Uh, you know what I mean? So the coaching staff is what makes this thing work. Um, I rely, I trust them. Um, I rely on them. They tell me what they want to do. I give my two cents and I just manage. You know what I mean? Uh, so, they're, so they're doing most of the work. Shelton Colbert is brilliant. Pete Short, been there 40 years, is brilliant. Um, those are the offensive and defensive coordinator, but I think how we got better is just the only thing I we don't I don't tolerate is whispering. I don't want to hear nobody whispering. Say it with your chest, huh? If you got something to say, say it, and we'll be able to deal with it. Because I know this, I don't know it all. I might miss something. Tell me. Um, mm-hmm. This is about me. You know what I mean? So um, I don't take any of that stuff personal because it's about the kids and, and whatever we could do, whatever works, no matter whose idea it is, that's what we're going to do. Okay, okay. So so you are 51, five and 51 and 5 in your four seasons as the head coach. <laughs> yes. 
two Whipple championships, two state championships in four years, which is a great ratio. Yeah, it is. Uh, now, that the number four, the four losses. <laughs> I'm sorry, Coach. You know, we, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. That's why I started laughing. <laughs> how do you get that? I mean, I know how you do it, but the Central Valley monkey on your back. I tell you, I tell you what, but I tell Marcus, I tell you, man, look, if we don't beat Central Valley next time, whenever we play them again, I'm getting fired. <laughs> 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 now, they don't care about, hey, it's always what we don't have. Now, right. right. Beat Central Valley four times, they'd be like, okay, you got to win the next three state championships. For so sure. Right. For sure. Championships. Now people's like, well, you know y'all ain't beat center yet. <laughs> you know right, I mean? right, right. Because, you know, that's what, all, that's what you know, we, we got a lot of Aliquippa trolls, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah, and one in particular, my man Rico Glover, I don't know if you know him, but. He is one of the biggest Aliquippa trolls ever. I don't you know. know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I mean, that's something that, you know, people from Aliquippa have to, you know, we have to kind of talk about, you know, because that's something that they're, well, yeah, y'all are right, but y'all can't beat CV. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, and I just always say, that's all you can say. Like, right. Yeah, right, the, right. Okay, that's, I mean, that's, that's all you can say. I mean, some arguments aren't worth having, and at the point in time, they're right. <laughs> right, so, right. But but I I knew I knew that was coming. But I, I accept that. I mean, like I said, Mark is a great coach. Mm-hmm. They had some good teams these last few years. They really have. Um. So so I give them credit. Um. So I, I learn. You know, I go back and reflect on our games and see. You know, cause I'm a new head coach. Um. I, it's there's a lot of things that I gotta learn myself. I'm not naive about that. Right. Um, so I learned a lot from those losses, and I tell you the truth. Um, my second year when we lost to them in the in the Whippio, then losing to TJ in, in double overtime. So it's like two plays we away from possibly winning four in a row. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. I, think, I, I think truly and honestly, without those losses, I don't think because you got to think. I started with these seniors. Um, my first year was the, the 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 seniors now first year. So we came in together. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I think those losses sort of gave us the ability to deal with adversity. Right. Which, which propelled us when the playoffs started because we were down against McKeesport. We didn't budge. Um, you know, BV not so much. Uh, Jersey Shore, we was down. We didn't budge. Bishop McDevitt in the state championship, we were down. We didn't budge. But I think that, that experience for those, from those losses helped us this year. And, and, yeah. and, and correct me if I'm wrong. But that's usually a kryptonite for Alakupa. If, if they are playing from behind nine times out of ten, they don't really play that well. Yes. And this, I, think, well, I mean, as far as history tells us. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think two things comes to that is that I think we've gotten better this year, even more so, because um, at the end of the season, Shelton Colbert, our offensive coordinator, who is also our line coach, mm-hmm. we always talk about in-game adjustments, but he said, Mike, it's tough for me to do in-game adjustments because I'm prepared to call the next next series of plays. Right. So we need a line coach. So that's why we, I said, well, mm-hmm. come up with a guy, and we trust him, and uh, I like him. We'll bring him in. We came up with a guy who actually coached at Quaker Valley, um, um, Bob Colger, who uh, became our offensive line coach. So now we're able to make adjustments series by series because they're on the phone talking. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Instead of waiting until halftime. 
um, to make adjustments. Um, so I, I think that's very important. Okay. So you win your state championship your first year in, and you do you do your two years of, of 3A. Yes, sir. Then with the success points and, and well, for people who might not know, there's a competitive balance rule, correct, yeah. for, yeah. The, for the PIAA. So yeah. with that being said, they give you points for success and amounts of transfers that you have and all of that good stuff. So now when you guys know you're about to get bumped to 4A, what is your initial thoughts with that? Well, actually, I didn't know about it until like to the very end. Um, oh. Wow. How? The, the, the decision had been made prior to me getting there. If you think in 2018, I think the rule, I think, came out in the middle of uh, like July 2018. But right. they, the next cycle starts this formula, which mm -hmm. would be 20, which would be in 2020. So when I get here, it's already set that we're playing in 3A, correct? Gotcha. Right. You know, so it's too late for us to go back and say, well, we want to go to our enrollment just in case this rules affect us where we choose to play at. Mm -hmm. So long story short, in 2020, I was actually, um, uh, the, the, uh, the decision was made for us to go to 4A. And I was like, what is going on? How can this be? Um, so actually, if people to really understand it, there's a formula. It goes by initial enrollment. There's three aspects. The first aspect is initial enrollment. Then you have transfers, and then you have success points. What happened with us in 2020 when the, when the rules was initiated, they didn't start us from our initial enrollment. Right. They, they started, started from, from, it's called uh, a secondary classification, meaning where we was playing at. Right. Was a and, 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 and for the record, just to let people know who don't know, you guys had already volunteered to play up two, yes. two classifications before this rule took effect. Yes. That's when they were in 3A. Yes. Right. Yeah. They had they had agreed to play 3A because I understand you guys wanted to keep a lot of the rivalries in, intact and all of that kind of stuff. So it made sense at the time. Yeah. So essentially we had the competitive spirit before the competitive formula. Right. Right. But well, and, and, and to my knowledge, you Alaquip is the only team in the Whippeal or maybe in the PIA that, that volunteers to to play up like that. I think there was a a school up in Erie, definitely the only team in the Whippeal. At okay. the particular time, they agreed to play up. But okay. it's starting us from our, our enrollment, which is everyone agrees is 1A. They started right. us, we chose to play. And that's where I dispute the rule. Makes sense. Yeah. That makes that makes perfect sense. So, okay, so you do your two years in 4A. I'm sorry. You, you do your two years in 3A. You move up to, to 4A for the first year. Yes. You go to the Whippeal Championship, and that's when you lose to TJ in the double yep. overtime, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So you lose that game, you know, and you got competitive points for that as well for just making it to the Whippeal Championship. Yes, sir. All right. So then the following year, they go ahead and – or you're in 4A now. And you, like I said, you lost to TJ. Now, your second year of 4A – Was this past year? Yes. So Okay, so you do that, and you – and you you win it all yes so now that you now also let me back up a little bit i have two brothers that are uh alumni of bishop mcdevitt so i want to appreciate oh, okay. that shout out shout out to the quips because you guys want me some money you know what i mean because <laughs> i bet those guys you know they, they thought they had a good team 
I'm not saying they didn't have a good team, you know what I mean? They thought they was going to beat us. Right. right. So, you know, so so second year of four, and I'm sure the expectation, like you said, every year is to win it all. But were the kids even more hungry the second year of four A? Um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that. I, I I think you know I'm fortunate. The kids, ever since I've been there this the, this past year, the fourth year, uh, you know, all of them, they're hungry. They want to win. They know the atmosphere. They know what's expected, and we make it as coaches make it so. You know what I mean? We make practices uncomfortable all the time. Uh, we don't waste the day. Uh, so I, I think the hungriness is, is always going to be there, uh, just being from Alacopa. So um, I wouldn't say they were more hungrier. They were just as hungry. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Now, now, leading up into into the state championship game, uh, you know, you're a lot of people will say you're known for your speeches, your your, your pregame speeches. OK, so. Of course, we're not in the locker room, so we don't hear your pregame speech before the state championship game. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people will say that is probably the best speech that they have ever heard in your li- in listen, their life. Listen, I was like, ready to suit up. Yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. I was like, like what? I wasn't ready to run through a brick wall, coach. <laughs> for real, you know. So, so it, 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 is that is that something? Is it just all coming off the top of your head when you're giving these speeches, or you know, because it's very emotional. And you can see that the, that the kids are really in tune with what it is that you're saying. Like I had made a post sharing sharing the uh, the speech, and I'm like, you know, I'm sure these kids are ready to run through a brick wall for you. Mm-hmm. you I, I, this is it was something. Sometimes I do have things that I want to hit on, um, but to be honest, um, one of my friends were in the locker room, uh, and he heard the speech. Then after the game, he said, "Mike, man." That speech, you almost you had me crying. I was like, man, I don't even remember what I said, and I didn't. I did, I, did, I I swear I didn't remember what I actually said. Um, so I think it was something that just, it definitely came off the top of my head, but it was something that I had been thinking over the, the course of the year, um, especially down the stretch of the playoffs. And you know, the gentleman who did that uh, because I was actually wired up. The NFL Network was there. And oh, I, I was actually wired up uh, for the game and you know they interviewed me in the hotel and um, we were talking about you know the things that's going on as far as our classification and I look if you want to wire me up look I'm a cusser you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> so if you're ready for that please uh, beat me or something um, yeah, so, but um, I mean as a as a former athlete you know, it's like, man, sometimes sometimes players need that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, but, but if you listen to it, it's that I'm not cussing. I'm not never cuss directly at a kid. Never do that. Correct, correct, correct. Not directly at a kid. I'm just I, I passionate. Feel frustration in our circumstances. Yeah. In our situation. And to let the kids know no matter what the circumstances is, we you got to outwork it. And you just got to keep getting up and working at it. And something positive is going to come out of it. And if that don't work, keep your head up and keep it moving. All right, Coach, you might you might have to put some copyrights on some of those punchlines, though. You know, yeah, because you can't people, get this at Dick's. Yeah, you cannot buy this at Dick's. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I people, think I've been saying that for like two years now. <laughs> uh, hey, look, people are ready to put that on shirts and, get, and make some money. You know what I mean? But I, I where I kind of got chills is when you said, you know, they got 80, we got 30. 
I'd rather be over here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that says a lot. You know what I mean? That I don't care what the numbers are like. I still rather like like some gladiator or some what, what was the name of the movie? Not gladiator. When, uh, three hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean? When is we warriors? Yeah. You know what I mean? We gonna do. It. I don't care what our numbers is like. We still gonna go out here and kick somebody's ass. Right. You know what I mean? And and to me, I was just like I said. I mean, I was just in sh- not in shock, but like. I ain't never heard a speech like that as far as before a sporting event. You know what I mean? So I thought that was really cool. And uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's... I, I never heard a speech that really moved me. Cause I don't, I, I ain't gonna lie. I don't be paying attention. <laughs> You're paying attention to that. Shit. I, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. It kept my attention and had me motivated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was, I was impressed. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So again, so you win the four, a championship and nobody expected that. I'm sure. Outside of the residents of Alaquipa, right, correct. They did not expect that, so you know that that's 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 pretty great. So now you win that game, and of course, I'm sure in your guys' minds is okay. We already won the Whippeo Championship. They're probably going to try to move us up to five A now. Yes. So, so you deal with that, you know yes. that you're, that you will be playing five A. Yes. Now there was an appeal process for that. Well, wait before we continue. I, I don't know this. So I'm gonna. Ask, how often can they move you up a class? I think it's what every two years, right? Yeah, it goes cycles. Um, so this past year was the end of the two year cycle. Okay. Um, so it goes by two year cycles. So the new cycle will start this year for the 22 and 23 season. Um, okay. And then it it'll come out again. Okay. Okay. And so and and your you guys' defense was basically hey you know what i mean like this isn't really this is dangerous for us you know we we have a hundred plus kids you know from ninth to 11th grade you guys want us to play against people who have a thousand boys and we were already voluntarily playing some classes up that we should have been to begin with absolutely and and then also you know i was doing some other research reading articles what was his name bob lombardi Mm -hmm. yes i don't know the man but it's like i don't like him (laughs) <laughs> just, just, just based on what I was reading, you know, because I don't know, man, maybe I'm not the only one, but I was getting some like some racial undertones there just from reading, you know, and it's what the hell does how big the linemen have <laughs> to do with, you know what I mean? Formula. <laughs> yeah, that that doesn't make any sense. And then it's, you know, well, maybe you're right where you should be just because you're winning like that. Some yeah. of the, like I said, some of the, some of those things I was getting some some racial undertones because I don't know if all schools are looked at the same kind of way as Alaquipa is. I doubt it. I doubt it as well. You know, but so you go through the, you go through your first appeal process and you guys lose that, correct? Yes, it, it was. It's two a two step process. The first process is through the executive executive staff, and then the next. Um, appeal is to if you get denied for the first one is to the board of directors. Okay, and so you lost the first appeal. Yes, and you had your second appeal. What was that? That was today, correct? That was today. Yes, today. Okay, well, this is great timing. Yes, it is. So, it, long story short, how did that go? Um, we won it. They uh, came back and said they were going to keep us in foray. I mean, uh, it, it's it's a partial win, but. It's a win that, I, you know, at this point I'm satisfied with. Um, they came back with a 21 to 4 vote from the board of directors, as far as I'm concerned, because we didn't get the official letter yet. It just was verbal okay. um, out there now, as far as, you know, in social media. Um, but so we don't know exactly what the reasoning behind them uh, agreeing with us and keeping us in 4A. Um, but I do want to thank those who took the time and really listened to the facts, um, listened to our concerns, which basically is, 
um, our kids' safety and health mm-hmm. um, that voted in our favor. So, um, yeah, it came out today that at this point in time, we're going to stay in 4A and not be forced to play in 5A. So why, why, why did you say you look at it as a partial win? Because that's what I was going to ask. What, what was the expectation? Was it to drop down more classes? or my, No, my expectation is, is, and always will be, is for them to apply the rule as it states. And that's the starters from our enrollment. Then you count transfers. Then you count success points. Um, and if they did that starters from our initial enrollment, uh, if they, 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 they have started us from three, correct? Mm-hmm. Only to push us up five. So that's two bumps. Um, if they started us from our initial enrollment, and they bumped us up two, that'd be three. Um, but you know, like to like I said, I don't know exactly what the reasoning behind it was, but I'm thankful for those who voted for us, um, uh, and, and and this give us some relief uh, relative to 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 the numbers uh, playing up so high. Um, so you know, we'll be in four A at this point. Okay. Now, just one last question, Coach. If you had the opportunity, would you start? Back from from your from your pure enrollment to single way, and then work your way back up again. Yes. Okay. Because a lot of times, you know, I've had discussions with people to say, you know, what if Alcoba never decided to move up? Exactly. You know what I mean? The only the only team that I see that may have been somewhat competitive may have been those Clarendon teams. Yes. You yeah. know, with Tyler Boyd, because I believe they won four state championships in a row. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I always wonder how how. I mean, because it's 18, the, you know, leading the Whippeal as far as Whippeal championships. What would it be if Aliquippa had played just single and double A over yeah. the last 30 years? But that goes to show you that, um, and, 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 and I hate, I don't hate, hate it, but I don't want this rule or this decision or the, the, the debate over where we should be overshadowed actually what these kids did this year. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it's amazing what yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't. I don't want their 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 reasoning. Sometimes you get the paper where they try to twist up transfer with recruiting. Yeah. But recruiting. We don't have to recruit. Um, and, and and then on top, when you're talking about recruiting, like I mean, not to knock the city, but nobody wants to come to move to Aliquippa. Like, there's nothing here, you know what I'm saying, for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to go to Aliquippa. And, I mean, it's not like your parents are moving here to get a great job or something like that. So, to right. say recruiting right. is a little, you know, right. that's it, off to me. That, I, I just hate because that sort of put a little damper and tarnish what these kids actually accomplish. They should yeah, it does. It does. They should I'm... celebrate it, um, what they accomplish. A 1A school, 100 boys playing against teams with, with 300 boys. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and now we're here debating um, this team, the same a number of kids should be moved up even higher because they're successful. And, and I was getting so frustrated because really society tells you to work hard, be competitive, um, pull your bootstraps up by your bootstraps. Um, and this is what we do. This mm-hmm. is what we got. This is one thing that people can't take away from us. Mm-hmm. And even with that, they're tr- they were trying to make it more difficult uh, for us to be successful. And that's, that's, that's what I took away from. And that's what I was more personally upset about it is that this is one thing we got. We might not have a lot of finances. 
we might not have this, we might not have that, the other districts have. Our low we ain't even got a fucking field. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's an process. <laughs> but but this, is, this is one thing we have is that we work hard. And because we work hard and we win, we're being punished. Right. right. And, 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 and as far as the punishment, I'm sorry to cut you off, Coach, but let's say you were a 6A team has the success that you guys do. What's the punishment for them? Because you can't move them up to 7A. Like 6A is like immune from the rule. Yeah. They have good. immunity from the rule. There's nothing you can do to them. Um, um, but, but you know, I, I'm, I'm really, really grateful, though, um, that the members of the board who had an independent mind um, separate from um, the, the executive staff, that they made the right decision. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to see what their reasoning behind it was. Um, but so I, I'm, but the start from here, I'm thankful that this does give the kids some relief. Instead of playing against 300 boys, uh, instead of 500, we play against 300. See what happens. <laughs> well, what I will, what I do know is you will get, get to, now are you, are you playing CV again in the regular season this year coming up? I'm not sure what the schedule looks like, uh, more than likely because we're so close in proximity. Um, okay. To be in the same conference. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but we'll see what happens. I'm look, I mean, depending on what CV looks like, I'm, I'm looking forward to an Alcopa CV rematch in the Whippeal Championship. I'm looking forward to that. I yeah, definitely tough teams in 4A, though. I mean, you still have TJ. You still That's true. You That's true. Um, so it's not going to be easy. So we we got to, you know, we got to be ready Friday at 7. So we'll see what happens. All right. Well, Coach, I definitely appreciate you for joining us today. Uh, hopefully when people listen to this, they get a better insight of what you stand for and what you're about and what you bring into the community. I really, really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime, uh, just let me know and I'll be on. Will yeah. do. Thanks again. All right, y'all. Don't forget to smile. It's a good look. All right, y'all. Thank you again, Coach. Take care. All right.